1: Well, it is an (laughs) off-season version of Mixed Shots, and I thought here inside the SWBC Podcast Studio we might get a... There it is. There it is. is. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly what I was hoping. This was.
2: is just not just is
0: reminiscing. That now. is that for the senior bowl coming no, up? Yeah, it's no, not it's not for the senior bowl.
2: Man. You know, we can I love it, but you know, it kind of lifts my spirits a little bit because uh-huh. it's gray outside, but it's really not still still gray inside.
1: Yeah. No, it's not not today. Not today. Not today. There's a reason that we are playing Stampede because the offseason season starts Now, and there's good news here in Cowboy Land. Talk to me. Talk to me, William. The defensive coordinator is staying. Still here. Dan Quinn remains a Dallas Cowboy. He wants to win a Super Bowl a year from now. And so he is staying, and so that's why we start off mix shots with Stampede.
2: That is a that is a really optimistic <laughs> stretch there, William. But I, I'll take it. I'll take it. But it's it's I'll finally it. coming out from under the <laughs> right, clouds. Right? Yeah, I, I can see a little, little just a There's little. A glimmer of sunshine. And even though it's a cloudy day <laughs> yeah. here in Frisco,
1: Texas. There yeah. is a a light that we just see at the be- end of this tunnel. Just a little tunnel. beacon. a little beacon. Yeah. You know, yeah. And,
0: and he he was under. I mean, so many people were interviewing him, planned interviews. He was supposed to be in Chicago yesterday uh, for an interview. He interviewed with the Giants, the owners, uh, the president, the new general manager, the vice president of player personnel. (laughs) He's good friends with the
1: Broncos owner, the new owner, and he's supposed to get that job and And interviewed with the Vikings and Jacksonville a long time ago. Supposedly
0: he – informed everybody. It's been reported that he he is pulling out uh, and staying with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, he had the Giants, the Bears, the Broncos, the Vikings, and Miami either interviewed or scheduled interviews, and uh, I thought the Giants think might be real Mm -hmm. just because of going back home, basically. Grew up on the other side of the Hudson in New Jersey.
1: And you know he interviewed well everywhere. Oh,
0: the guys from uh, the giants.com our our good friend uh, Schmelk called mm-hmm. me and we did an interview on Thursday and we were talking about you know him and what he does and he goes what's his best quality and I said well if he wants the job if he walks into a room and they interview him in person he will get it yeah because of just his personality yeah and uh, and resume and resume yeah. mm-hmm. you're right and what he did here, the dramatic turnover. Just adds to it, yeah. But, you know, I always – just the way he sort of tiptoed into it, I had this sneaky suspicion, no, oh, this is going to have to be perfect. Wanting
1: to wait until after the season yeah, before he did any of exactly.
0: those interviews. And, and just yeah. the way he answered I the
2: know questions. just what happened, guys. Okay, see – I was one of those guys, came out of college, I was never recruited coming out of high school. It was never a big deal. I didn't get any of those trips, recruiting trips and things of that nature. When I finally left the Cowboys, I had a chance to go to Seattle and then New York. To me, that's my recruiting trip. Right. I'm reliving that. I never, I, not reliving. I never had a chance to live that. I think with him, I think he just likes to travel. <laughs> <laughs> he's just having fun. It's just like 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 if recruit. you would have
1: got that recruiting trip to Hawaii, you would have taken it. have gone taken taken to play it. for the Come Rainbows on, or
2: not. I wouldn't. Maybe not have stayed, but I would have gone on that recruiting trip. Uh-huh. Got I got think got he's just enjoying himself. He's being courted. He got a free. <laughs> he got a free trip back home. Yes. Right? Oh uh-huh. um, man, he's not going free to trip there. to Chicago. He ain't going nowhere. This is just fun for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's just taking vacation. i sure you know wife is right there with But you
0: know I went back, and, and I, I remember when all this came up, and he had this quote out there and said, I think for me coming here, I wasn't coming here to look— at what my next job would be. I wanted to come in here and have a blast and Mm -hmm. hopefully kick ass and make an impact. Mm -hmm. Uh, If those moments come, I'll be ready for them. If the right scenario came about, but honestly, I'm having a blast right here uh, with this crew, and we're going for it. That's where my mind is. So this was before the playoffs uh, started. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just listening to that, um, so it sounds like, Probably his representative, it's being reported, but uh, probably called these teams and said, hey, we're, we're staying here. Yeah, and I mean, then, it's not like he hadn't been there before. Right. I mean, come on. And I don't know which came first right. because the Bears announced they're hiring Matt Eberflus, the Cowboys' mm-hmm. former linebackers coach. And – this will make you feel old. The Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, the mm-hmm. son of Paul, Paul Hackett, Hackett. <laughs> who is now I 42 who it was. years I, old. I, I, I didn't yeah. know
2: if that was him or not. Yes. yeah, that's crazy. And man. Hackett There's...
0: was here for three seasons, 86, 87, and 88, with the to offensive KC. coordinator. Then I he believe went to KC went to Kansas after that. I well, no, he
1: was here for Well, Paul Hackett was a he head coach at Pitt before Kansas City. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, right. After after so he, he was, ended up. So he's a Cowboys City. offensive coordinator, and then he was at Pitt, and then wound up at Kansas City. Wait,
0: in the, the, KC? Huh? And
2: actually, the in KC,
1: right?
0: Yes, right. And Pitt, actually, okay. he's the reason McCarthy ended up at Kansas City because right. he left Pitt. I think he got fired. Yeah, he went to Kansas City, and he brought McCarthy along as a, off uh, or a. Um, Quality control. Quality control. Sorry. Yeah, well,
1: McCarthy was a, 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 his. Uh, he was a GA and then wide receivers coach at Pitt right. under Paul Hackett, yes. and then Hackett got hired by Marty Schottenheimer as the offensive coordinator, and McCarthy was there throughout. And so Nathaniel Hackett, now 42 years old, he was born in 1979, so he would have been at. Pitt probably as a ball boy uh, when McCarthy was on the staff with Paul Hackett. Uh, he would have been what ten to twelve years old during that time, and then in Kansas City too with uh, when Joe Montana was quarterback in Kansas City. Uh, Hackett always so. had
2: the uh, he always had that that that. Enthusiastic attitude about himself. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he really did love being here in Dallas. You know, playing, uh, coaching under Tom. And
1: there was a time that uh, it was thought that he might succeed Tom Landry. Oh, that's why he was so happy when he got here, and then he
2: was so unhappy when he left Mm because he really thought. That that was going to be his. He job. thought he was the next. He really did, because he came into the locker room and he was excited all the time. Mm-hmm. And then as things started to wane a little bit, you could kind of see his enthusiasm. He and, he, and, he and Tom, I don't think hit it. Well, I, I, I think that got forced on Tom. As and then he he knew that the right. Hackett knew that, and so Hackett knew that Tom did not appreciate that. So because there was that, you solid. know, and if you
0: remember what happened. Tex wanted Stotner out as defensive coordinator, and so basically, even before Tom, the sale went down and Tom was removed, Hackett was going out because of what Tex forced him to do with Ernie Stotner.
2: And let's give give Ernie his love. Ernie, what, like the youngest— pro football Hall of Famer ever elected, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to give her a shot. But
1: but also, when Hackett got here, there's that 86 season, and things started pretty well in that 86 season.
0: They were the number one offense offense in the league (laughs) until Danny White had his wrist broken and uh, broke a ligament in there,
1: or whatever you want to call it. And then the bloom came off the Paul Hackett rose. Yes, it it did quickly. (laughs)
2: Well, I gotta say, went from six and two to seven and nine. I want, I want to get this in before the break and at the beginning. Uh, Do y'all know what today is? January twenty seventh. No, 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 it's not. No, it is. It is. It is January twenty seventh. But I I gotta put my anniversary in there, guys. Ah. It was a few days ago, but you know. Uh, He's trying to save face. He must have forgotten <laughs> no, something. No, 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 no. Hey, see, it's, I mentioned it on the it's, podcast. It's, yeah. You're looking it up on your phone? I see. It's already <laughs> there. No, this is the 24th anniversary of my Giants' victory over the 49. Oh, there you go. So, I mean, okay. Tomorrow, I just wanted to kind of. Oh, I thought Bill was going to finish it for me. And give that is. When you mentioned anniversary, I was yeah. thinking
1: more personal. Well, that is personal. Isn't it? Yeah, it was, no. yeah,
2: that's, <laughs> that's too personal. No, uh, no. Nah, nah. But this was the day we kicked that booty, man. And I ended up going to, uh, ended up going to Tampa, and playing in the Super Bowl. So we had to beat San Francisco first. Fifteen. So 13. it's my anniversary
0: too, because I was at that game. Oh wow! Cool, cool. <laughs>
2: and you saw a little Matt Bar. Matt Bar, you mm-hmm. and Matt probably. The same height. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Little Matt gave us five field goals. Was it 15-13? 15-13, baby.
1: Classic game. 15-13.
2: That that, that San Francisco team was supposed to be one of the best teams in the history of the NFL. And I remember writing the
0: reason (laughs) uh, San Francisco didn't win is because the Giants didn't let – Joe Montana have one more shot at the end of the game they mm-hmm. had the ball and well yeah ran he wasn't he was
2: he was sitting over on the bench yeah no I'm sorry he was laying on that, the bench that was the key <laughs> yeah yeah he said not, they said what happened Joe he said what, do you hurt? he said what does it hurt he said everywhere <laughs> <laughs> after, after Lawrence Taylor pretty much knocked him into Kansas City that's what I say he didn't wake up till he until <laughs> he got to Kansas City but uh that was the last play for him if I'm not mistaken as a 49.
1: Interesting. So it all tied together with Paul Hackett in Kansas City and then there Joe Montana in Kansas you City. Go. And, you and Joe go. Montana woke up in Kansas City. So this is a connection. tangent,
0: but I saw him get beat up like that at Notre Dame. Hmm. Season opener, 1978. Missouri beat Notre Dame and their former head coach, Dan Devine. Dan Devine. Three to nothing. <laughs> and they, they, they stopped – They stopped Notre Dame inside the five-yard line, like in goal-to-goal situations, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like three times, and Devine was so uppity, we're not kicking a field goal and tie, and (laughs) we're going to win this game, right? And afterwards, there was an Elton John concert on campus, and we finished our work, went into a bar, and who comes in by himself, walking, with his arms pinned to his side, was Joe Montana, because he got the... Living daylights beat out of him. Why is he there by himself?
1: Why? Where I, was he? Where was he again? He was at a concert. At no, no, gym? no, not at the concert. Oh, I thought it was no, at the concert. No, at the bar. He walked at the into bar, at the bar still, by himself.
2: Still.
0: and he was just <laughs> beat up. I mean, he was beat up so bad. He must His have arms were pinned. Some, he wasn't even he with consolation. He didn't. <laughs> no one walked in with him. He was by himself.
1: You want to tell? You want me to tell you my Joe Montana bar story from about that same era?
0: Wait. Well, let me finish. So okay. Bars. So,
1: <laughs> so
0: did
2: we? I, I said. I said it was
0: Elton John. It was Billy Joel. Okay. And remember his famous song, right? About then, a Catholic girls start much too late. Hmm. They prohibited him from singing that song at that concert <laughs> on the
1: Notre Dame campus. Oh, there you go. Oh there you go. man. All right. Uh, my little and. My little Joe Montana story. Okay, this was when the Notre Dame played the Cotton Bowl uh, against Houston and it was uh, icy. The free so, Yeah, okay. And Joe Montana, you know, at Notre Dame, he did not, uh, I mean, he went for a couple of years at least without even playing there. I mean, it, he was a late bloomer at, at Notre Dame. And so, but he had a great last season there, led him to the Cotton Bowl. So it was uh, Christmas company. week. Okay, book. Christmas week. I'm at uh, with friends at um, up your alley on wow. off of Greenville Avenue. Yeah, that
2: was my spot, was <laughs> hanging out there
1: with Bully and Wilson. Yes, man, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll,
1: <laughs> or I'll, just I'll, Greenville I'll, Avenue. I
2: have all the, uh, the lower Greenville. <laughs> there
1: stores. you go. All yeah. right, but anyway, so the Notre Dame football team had arrived in town that day, and so they were hanging out at the bar, and I'm back playing pool with friends, whatever, and there was a guy that looked like the manager of the Notre Dame football team. How would you know that, what he looked like? Because huh? he looked like me. <laughs> he was a smaller guy, okay? Smaller guy, and Play play and played pool against whatever. The next morning, I wake up front page of the Dallas Morning News, there's a picture of the Notre Dame football team getting off, and it's the guy I played pool against the night before (laughs) with a big old 10-gallon hat that they gave him. It was Joe Montana.
2: Oh, what? (laughs) Come on, man. How could you not know? I had no idea who he was. He wasn't He was Joe, though. That's right. right.
1: That was before he was Joe Montana. And by the
2: way, at the end of that year, didn't he make the great comeback against uh, Houston? Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he starts off in Missouri like that and ends up in the Cotton Bowl. (laughs) One of the coldest games, by the way, in the Cotton Bowl. Missouri ended up in the Liberty Bowl. Wow. (laughs)
1: And uh, speaking of Missouri, uh, you have to be proud that Matt Eberflus, a former coach at Missouri, uh, is a head coach in the NFL and, of course, former linebackers coach here, as you mentioned. We met.
0: um, No, it was here. I was thinking of Zim. Zim and I. Zim and I met yeah. in '79. As he was a graduate of. But good for Eberflus. No, that Iberfels, he's got yeah. He's a head coaching he job was at good Chicago. Here. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. real good yeah. here, and had they not hired him when they did, he probably would have been the defensive coordinator here at some point.
1: Well, and and you know he had so much respect for Rod Marinelli, right? Too. Right. You know? Exactly. And so he winds up going to Indianapolis, and they've uh, had a pretty good defense up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, now he gets his chance. So it, it, it'd be interesting to know. I mean, it, obviously, it came down to Quinn, Eberflus, whatever. And uh, was was Quinn offered it, or was right? Exactly. You know, so we don't know which
0: came first. Did yeah. I pull out, or yeah, did I pull right. out after I knew I wasn't getting the right. job? Yeah, that always uh, kind of takes place, but. That's good news for the Cowboys. And remember, we've got an hour show. So
1: yes, we do. Yeah, so we're you know, we're going to hang with this. We always have
2: an hour show. Well, no, we make it an hour show. <laughs> Much to Chris's dislike. So how good is the dislike? news? <laughs>
1: um, how good is the news that Dan Quinn is coming back?
0: Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's really good news to, you know, have some continuity, continuity. with that's the it. defense. The C word. You know, and... And, and, hey, you know, he's got a couple really good players that maybe he looked around and said, okay, I'm I'm staying mm-hmm. with these guys. Mm-hmm. And they're, Parsons, and Trayvon, they're young. Parsons, It's not Hays. that they're just
2: good players. Yeah. These are young players that he can deal with. I, 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 that part, to me, probably makes him stay more than anything because where are you going to find that type of youth and talent? Mm-hmm. But anywhere on the Cowboys' defense.
1: You know, you, you just can't jump at the first head coaching right. job that comes around after you know obviously it was and his experience in atlanta he he uh, learned a lot from that experience too making sure that it's the right spot to go to especially when you've got a great job as it is right now especially great young talent on this dallas defense right and uh, he uh, as i think it was tom uh, whoever tom Pelliser, whoever uh, said okay he, he should be a hot name again next year. Okay, yeah, he should be a hot name again next year if things, if things go right.
0: And you also, if you're going to take a head coaching job, what's the first thing? Well, the first thing you're probably looking at is the organization, mm-hmm. right? How it's run, uh, the GM. Now, who's my quarterback? Because there's a reason why these other guys are getting fired. Right. Because mm-hmm. they didn't have a quarterback,
1: <laughs> usually. Right. right? Don't think of, think of the name. Yeah. Think of the teams that he interviewed with and where the, you know, with the Giants. Broncos and their quarterback situations. The Broncos.
0: Quinn probably looked and at their defense and said, oh, uh, Jalen <laughs> Smith's on this no. team. I'm out. Heck <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, Miami, who knows right, God, what's going to happen with Minnesota. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So Quinn stays, and um, I'm wondering if that affects what Joe Witt, Jr. does. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking if he went somewhere, he was going to b- try to bring Witt with him, Witt with him uh, as his defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and he's had, I think, three teams, if I'm not mistaken— uh they want to interview him Baltimore Seattle and i think it was Chicago too or maybe it was uh Denver uh for the defensive coordinator job so he was uh in, in demand too i wonder if he'll you know i guess you, you don't have to let him leave to be a coordinator do you if you're under contract and what i'm trying to remember
1: as long if as he moves up
0: it, it's an upward move, then yes. okay. What is officially his t- uh, title here? Pass game coordinator.
1: So does that count? Is that a coordinator job? Uh, <laughs> yeah, now we're so just That hairs. just gets you a raise, it doesn't yeah. get you. Uh, uh, coordinator, per se. There's only three coordinator positions on a team That's by right. the NFL standards, offensive, right. defensive, and special teams. Right. All right, uh, report out there among the names expected to receive second interviews from the Dolphins, Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel, and Bills OC Brian Dayball. Took so Colin Moore, a second interview in Miami. And the Giants are
0: acting like Dayball's their guy. Mm-hmm. Everything I've read so far in the papers up there. Uh, the new GM came from Buffalo, I believe.
2: Yeah, right. Now, you've got to be patient in New York, right? I mean, you can't expect someone to just go in winning. You know, I think what they saw with Judge was no, no improvement. Right. You know what I mean? There was no progress.
1: And they saw a quarterback sneak on a third and eight from the <laughs> well, three yard yeah, line. Yeah,
2: that was degress. <laughs> <laughs> so, as long as you don't show those characteristics as a team and as a coaching staff, you know you you can they can show you patience. You know what I mean? But that's not going to be a quick fix up in New York.
0: It's no, not- and you know what? I think I read where you know the new GM was talking about. Okay, we got to fix this offensive line, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. We got to fix our our defense. Mm-hmm. We and, and and that
2: takes time, and, man.
0: And I think the story was about them saying, or, "Oh no!" It was the owner saying that we put too too much of the blame. Not we, but too much of the blame was put on Daniel Jones. That we need to find out what he is like, because they got to pick up they have the opportunity to pick up his fifth year this year. And are you going to do that? Or are you going to let him play, see what happens, and then uh, you can franchise
2: him? N- I never thought they put a good offensive line around him. No, and if, no, If they did, then the injuries must have come up and bitten him in the butt. And, and
0: I'll guarantee you that probably one of the reasons, if, if Jason Garrett and Judge butted heads, you know Jason wanted to put an offensive line out there and they just didn't do it, uh, seemed to refuse to do it and tried to piece it together.
1: Um, but, yeah, so... Now, they used the fourth pick in the draft last year on a left tackle, Andrew Thomas. Yeah, wrong guy, huh? Did he play?
0: Yeah. I think he finally I mean, got yeah. out there.
1: Yeah, he uh, and, and he showed some improvement initially in his second year, at the end of, of his rookie year and then the beginning of this year. Uh, was and, it was know, it
0: there? They spent the big money on the six nine tackle.
1: Yeah, solder. Sold yeah. yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. and he opted out last year, right? And um, and high second round pick on Will Hernandez, a guard, and he had gotten uh, hurt. Uh, that was that was in twenty eighteen. Yeah. So I mean, recently they have they have spent some draft capital on um, offensive linemen. but you have to real like what Garrett did here, mm-hmm. you hit the offensive line here, with first with Tyron Smith, and then uh, Travis Frederick and Zach Martin, you have to really invest in it. And there were eight and eight years that you Yeah, I was gonna, to, that's
2: what I was going to say. You know, the patience still has to be there. That's right. While you're getting these players, it's not like, you know, things are on hold. The mm-hmm. season's not on hold. You're still going to be trying to win games and most likely losing those games until you get the people that you want. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, other than one game this weekend, offensive
0: lines made a huge difference, except for Cincinnati. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Guy won a game getting sacked nine, nine times. times. <laughs> Are you kidding me? How many, how many touchdowns did they score? Did they score a touchdown? Uh. What was that? The field five? goal one. kicker. The one. field goal kicker is the star right. of this They're team. A rookie. They scored one. A rookie. Uh huh. So they have not been able to finish in the red zone no more than we have here in Dallas. As a matter of fact, we're better than they are in regards to that. And they still won the game against a heck of a squad that they played against. I gotta say, this past weekend. And how about that's the, four of the best games I think I've
0: seen. 49ers won a game without scoring an offensive touchdown. Is that
2: crazy? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh okay. We need to get into that. Uh we also but, need to get into the other elephant in the room. And we will. Oh yes, we do. And it's <laughs> speaking a, of coaches. It's a big one. <laughs> okay, so um we're gonna take a break. Okay. And then we wanna do Peyton Place next. Peyton Place is next. All right, on mix shots.
0: Brace yourself for an existential question. Back, back, To Mick shots. (laughs) Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with SLR lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local SLR experts and find the perfect SLR lens for you. See more. Do more. SLR. Can you see that? Well, with my glasses on.
1: (laughs) Okay, the big news of this week. uh, What would it be, Mickey? Well,
0: Sean Payton decided that he was going to step away as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints after 16 years, 15 seasons, because he got suspended for one season, so he missed that one season. And as he pointed out, During the 94-minute press conference, uh, this is not retirement. We're not talking about retirement. He basically said, I'm stepping away. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, But he basically uh, pointed out that he thought at some point it would involve football again, possibly coaching, uh, but just not this year. So you know what happened, right? What happened? Well, everybody took two and two and got six out of it. <laughs> that the reason he was stepping away was to come to the Dallas Cowboys, uh, and he he was pretty specific about. I I I I'm pretty sure I'm not coaching this year. Pretty um, sure he said pretty sure. Um, so. You know, he's got three years left on a contract. But you never know how the contract was written because you remember it was two years ago when this all came up again, and they basically did everything they could to keep him there in New Orleans. So they may have given him a contract that's not like anybody else's contract, right? Um, Because normally if a guy quits a team, and he's still under contract. If you want him, you got to pay dearly uh, in draft choices uh, to be able to do that. And I would think for him, the asking price would be a couple first-round picks. Uh, so, but who knows what the contract says? He may have a clause in there that you know releases him right away. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, or if he just sits out a year, who knows that you know they can come back and do something else the next year. So I would imagine. This is going to hang over
2: the Cowboys' head for quite some time. Oh, yeah. This is going to be the talk of the offseason. There's no doubt about it. And the season. Yeah. Um, Ah, you mean like... Like, so this
0: is... Whatever. (laughs) If the Cowboys lose a game, well, Sean Payton wouldn't have lost He's going to
1: go into broadcasting.
0: And... He also went into that. Well, let's hope he doesn't broadcast
2: one of our games. And he put, <laughs> and really, he put thats a disaster right there, Bill. to now.
0: He <laughs> put that out there. By the way, he said, you know, he goes, there's, and he goes, and let me set the record straight on this. He goes, there's all these reports out there uh, that I'm going to jump into the media, radio, TV, and he goes, you know what? I haven't talked to anybody, and he, he went on to say he called his agent and said, you know, "Am I missing something?" <laughs> and, but then he said. But you know what? He said, I think I would like to do that and I think I'd be good at it. He mm-hmm. would be. Exactly. Sure he, he didn't
1: there didn't need to be any conversation. Right? You, know, you mm-hmm. can just tell. He did how long was that press conference? Ninety four minutes. Okay. There you go. Yeah. He's practicing now. And you know what? what? He's practicing. He
0: answered every question. Mm -hmm. And they kept coming. At some point, I'm going, these people are going to run out of questions, right? How much more can you
2: ask them? How how was he in in each of his press conferences? Is he that open about his— He apologized for how he was when he first got there because
0: he had a little bit of Bill Parcells in him when he started, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Probably uh, after winning a Super Bowl. And then after the
0: Super Bowl, he lightened up, and evidently they started a new deal there. It was a Christmas. uh, Every Christmas, there was some sort of ice cream shop in New Orleans that was famous, and he sent— ice cream to all the media guys that covered the team mm-hmm. every year nice. somebody asked about it right are we going to still get our ice cream he goes oh yeah sure i'm not going anywhere
1: uh, so you probably talked with jimmy johnson somewhere along the way yes i'm sure figured out okay here's how you get the media on your side right
0: and and you go
1: during training camp right after practice Go across the street to that uh, Mexican, restaurant Mexican restaurant and drink a few Heineken's with the media, and you'll get them on your side.
2: Mm.
0: He uh, he actually went to <laughs> went as far as to say, I appreciate every one of you talking to the guys that were asking questions. And, you know, it's not a big media contingent, right? You, mm. You've got basically one newspaper. Right. And actually, two Baton Rouge counts. Uh, covering you and then the smaller papers in the out, outside areas Yeah, it's a smaller market in yeah. New yeah. Orleans. And you know, so but yeah, he
1: uh uh he's going to he's going to He's another guy. He he's, gets in the room, he's going to talk you into hiring Yeah. Him. But so it's whatever he wants to do, but he's going to get a broadcasting job and it's going to be a high profile one and I think he's going to be so good at it that he's going to make so much money doing NFL it's like, games. Why do I
0: want to work this hard right. coaching?
1: Right, and uh, and it may be a studio. Who knows? But I think right. it, I, I like I, as a TV person. I think I would like him in the booth doing games more yes. so than in the studio. Yeah,
2: because he has all the knowledge. I mean, right. It's right. almost like he's, a Romo thing.
1: He's
0: got a Romo thing. They see the field. There's a mm-hmm. lot of guys that are in the booth. They don't see the field. They see the ball, right. but they don't see the field. And
2: as as fans, we we only see the ball. Right, so then a guy I like need Romo him to Cain, help me out. Yeah, he's going to let you see further into what the place. And how do. old is he about? Fifty-eight. Okay, but he seems
1: younger than that. Yes, he does. You know, and so uh, you don't. You know, just thinking about it, you don't see very many. Uh, obviously, John Madden was an exception. You don't see very many. Coaches go into the broadcast booth calling games. Right, it's usually former players that are doing that, and the coaches go to the studio. Yeah, you know, Gruden. it's like Cowher. Yeah, Gruden. Gruden was an exception <laughs> yeah, too. Bill Cowher. Yeah, Cowher yeah. yeah. was studio. Right, but yeah, yeah, but Jimmy not not, played, studio. not, not, not yeah.
2: color though. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not as an analyst, a game post-game. analyst. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: yeah, But I think Peyton would be one of those that if he's and he seems to have the energy to do it. You know, obviously the, the difference on that is you're traveling to different stadiums, whatever. I, I would think that they would like that. But he even threw he... out a he even threw out a Ted Lasso mention. Oh, right. Now
0: there. I've never seen it. I haven't either. There's something that Lasso does. Uh, he gives the owner maybe cookies or something like that. And so when he first started, he said something about Ted Lasso. And he goes, yeah, but, you know, we don't have cookies here in New Orleans. We have beignets. And he got up and he had a box of beignets and get, gave it to Mrs. Benson, who is the lady owner, right? And and so that that's
1: going to endear him even more to TV executives. Right? Any pop culture Just references like that, that you right? can make? Yeah, because yeah, that that brings the non-sports fan. And with there.
0: all the other stuff that's happening now with, um, is it Amazon?
1: Yeah, and, and there's talk that they're talking with Aikman about right. Amazon. I guess the Thursday games. I'm not that familiar. And
0: ABC with, with L. Michaels for Monday night. And so Amazon's going to be sponsoring. They've got games. They'd be Thursday streaming night, games, yeah. Right?
1: Thursday nights. And so. So there's there's talk that they're that they might hire Troy, uh, to be their analyst, and then there would be an opening at Fox and on the A team. And so that's so Amazon going bucks. to be doing
2: Thursday night games.
1: Is it is I'm it, not sure.
2: I, I, I thought that's
1: what they were going
0: to they window? were streaming it. I don't think it's the only way to get it, but I thought they're
2: streaming it. I
1: mean, it. with their own broadcast team.
2: Yes. And so we can pick it up on I think. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, come on. Man. Yeah, they're going to force yeah, you to yeah, get, Amazon, to get Amazon, Prime. Amazon. Come on, bro. Yeah.
0: I mean, this is not happening. is it? Well, they're doing it in, you know, hey, they're doing it here locally, right? Yeah, that's you one don't, thing. If you don't get Bally Sports, you don't get the the Mavericks or, or the Stars.
1: Mm. That's right.
0: What is this world coming to?
1: Mm-hmm. Money, yep.
0: money. <laughs> yeah, That's right. So see, anyway, uh, so yeah, the Peyton thing, uh, you know, and and
1: uh, okay. So here to clear that up, I'm yes. just looking at a story on on Troy. Uh, he becomes a broadcasting free agent after Sunday. Okay, and he is weighing offers to return to Fox. Jump to Amazon Prime and do the new Thursday night package on that streaming service, or do both. Okay. So, so he there's a chance he would do both.
0: And and, so. and and there was a report the other day. L. Michaels is kind of in that loop there. I don't know if his contract's up at NBC, but they're kind of looking at him too. Yeah. So anyway, um, I've seen this out there, and I went and did it myself. This comparison between Sean Payton what he did in New Orleans, what Mike McCarthy did in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. It's very similar.
1: It is. The numbers are similar.
0: It's eerily similar. And, by the way, he told the story that when he was here, after he finished the 05 season with the Cowboys, he interviewed for the head coaching job in 06 with the Packers. um, That McCarthy got. That McCarthy ended up getting. And he said he had gone, had the interview, was in New Orleans for the interview there, And he said he got a phone call from Ted Thompson, the GM, and he said the phone rang and I saw the Green Bay area code, you know, and he goes, oh, I'm going to get the Packers job, right? (laughs) And, you know, and he grew up in suburban Chicago, went to eastern Illinois. I never knew where he grew up. Oh, yeah. Naperville, uh, Naperville, Illinois. And— and he's going, and he got all excited, and they called him to tell him that they went a different direction. He said, "I, I took my phone and I threw it in the pillow." Well, right. Hey,
2: at least they called to tell right, him. Right. Yeah. Tell and him. You And then somewhere. he
0: got the, the Saints job. Right. So anyway, so Payton in Any, New Orleans, and he won a
1: Super Bowl before McCarthy did. The year before, they <laughs> yeah. won back
0: to back, oh nine, and then oh ten, and then twenty ten. Uh, the, the McCarthy. So, 15 seasons in New Orleans, he went 152-89, uh, a 631 percentage. Uh, 13 seasons in Green Bay, McCarthy went 125-77 and two a 618 winning percentage. Uh, Sean was nine and eight in post games. Uh, post season. games. McCarthy was ten and eight. Hmm. They each won a Super Bowl. Um, they each had Hall of Fame quarterbacks. They each had Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You, you got that right. Too. Uh, mm-hmm. Peyton Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Peyton won yeah. seven division Devontae titles mm-hmm. uh, with the with the Saints and played in three NFC title games. Uh, Mike ended up with four NFC uh, title games. Went one and three and six. Division titles, so they almost were exactly got, in those years. I know years.
2: someone asked him about his ongoing uh, tussle with referees and bad calls during mm-hmm. crucial games. I'm sure someone asked him his opinion on Sean. those. Yes, ask Sean Payton about his opinion I, on I, those I don't, plays that, yeah. that really they really. I mean,
0: I don't think it came up. When you think up. about
2: when you think, yeah, it, oh no, he got, come up, he
0: got he got. It did not come What's up. What's the word I'm looking for in that Minnesota
2: game? Yeah, yeah. What's the proper word? You yeah, know? that's what I was What's looking for. the PG for? word? That's yeah. what you're looking for. But, I, you know, when you think about that, that, that defined his career for the most part. As much as Katrina right. defined their career as a team. And he's how going that, to the Super Bowl, except, right? He's going to the Super Bowl again.
1: And then he'd be ahead of McCarthy. On then he list. would be ahead, right? <laughs> Let's just think about that,
2: man. I mean, and it wasn't – and that – play, that non-call was against the Rams? It was against the Rams, right? That non-call? Right, yes. From then on, there seemed to be a pattern. Every time they got into a big game, the referee's throwing some crap on them, and they're complaining, Mm -hmm. just like the Dallas Cowboys, about how the referees always screwing the Saints.
1: So, you wouldn't be in favor of him coming to Dallas then if the
2: referees are going to keep that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he would have to consider that. Yes, <laughs> <That's laughs> something he should consider before he makes his decision if he wants to come back. Right. But to
1: your point, Mickey. Um, going by that track record, they already have Sean Payton here as the head coach of the Cowboys. From from a record standpoint, <laughs> a very similar. You guys are so.
0: Well, cute. I think I think what happened was is there was this perception that Payton. You know, Sean took them to the Super Bowl every year or mm-hmm. they had all these wins. Now, the difference, though, is the Packers uh, had – get this note. The Packers had 13 consecutive winning seasons or, – or, no, 13 consecutive seasons of at least 500 until 2005 uh, when they went 4-12. and mm-hmm. So – from 1992 to 2004. Well, they had Brett Favre. And they had Brett Favre. <laughs> uh, Peyton, when he got to New Orleans, the Saints from 1993 to 2005, 11 of those 13 seasons were, we're losing. not winning I was seasons. Say, we are the Saints. T- they only had two in 2002, 9 and 7. In 2000, they were 10 and 6. And they hadn't won a division title since 1991.
1: And so during those years were again what? For which one? For the Saints? Uh, 93 through 2005. All right. And their quarterbacks were Wade Wilson, (laughs) the late, great Wade Wilson, Jim Everett, Uh, Heath Schuler, Billy Joe Hobart Doug Nussmeyer for one game in 1997 (laughs) Kerry Collins Danny Werfel Billy Joe Tolliver seven games (laughs) in 1999 and Billy Joe Hobart for seven Uh, games in 1999 Jeff Blake in 2000 (laughs) Aaron Brooks until 2004 that's when Mike McCarthy was there and then final and so Aaron Brooks was the quarterback until Drew Brees got there in 06 was Mm -hmm. when Sean Payton got there as well so they had those quarterbacks and the Packers oh had Brett Favre. And you That's did that it? from when? <laughs> that was from 93 through 06.
0: So Steve Berline before that.
1: Uh, boom, boom, boom. Oh. Because
0: the Cowboys S- traded him. Steve Walsh. Steve Walsh. When yeah. I say Berline. Berline yeah. 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 Walsh. Right. You're thinking good times. Was John Forcade in there, too? Forcade.
1: Uh, Former Fricade, Ole
0: Miss quarterback.
1: He was.
0: Uh,
1: where, where he at
0: least did, did a game or two. At I some love case. the name. Yes, he I in 87 name, seven
1: through Kade. 90 in 1990, after being traded from the Cowboys to the Saints, Walsh started 11 games and 4K'd would five games.
2: But he took them to a division title in '91. in the, the, the Saints wanted mm-hmm. the Saints wanted to sign me uh, as an undrafted free agent. They were one of the teams, the Buffalo Bills. Keep those Louisiana the guys, the Grambling right. guy. They ben thought State. I was going to fall for it. Did mm-hmm. and they? I like did you get guy. a recruiting trip? No, I wasn't going to – they didn't offer me a paper bag to go with my trip. So I didn't uh, <laughs> ah, Very good. There was no way I was going to New Orleans. with That's all I remember is bags on the heads. So it's no way I'm going there.
1: So, okay, Sean Payton had a lot of success with New Orleans, with Drew Brees as his quarterback, Mike right. McCarthy with first Brett Favre, then Aaron Rodgers. And now, as you look ahead to the conference championship games, who thought – Zach Taylor was a good coach (laughs) until last year when he got Joe Burrow. Uh, Who who knew him? Uh, Exactly. Uh, That's right. right. And, I mean, look at the the
0: great coaches in history, right? Mm -hmm. Belichick, Ed Brady.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. When Jimmy Jimmy Johnson got this job as the Cowboys head coach, I remember, because my my twin sister, she was a huge Cowboy fan and just loved Tom Landry, and she was so mad, and her being an OU grad, they hired Jimmy Johnson (laughs) (laughs) an Oklahoma State coach to coach him, and I said... Here's the other thing about it. He's going to be successful right uh-huh. off the bat because uh-huh. he's about to be coaching Troy Aikman. It wasn't right off the
0: it bat. But, it, just yeah. took yeah. Yeah, it took a year. Yeah, a Poor Troy, when they always have to put everybody's records out there, that 0 and 11 really kills yeah, the yeah, yeah, <laughs>
2: rookie year. I'm sure the money he's getting right now – put a nice Band-Aid on his feelings.
1: All right, we got uh, one more segment to go here on Mixed Shots about we look back and look ahead, these playoffs. And you know, ever since you notice, Mickey's got his playoff beard going right now. I know, man.
2: He's been going at it. That's all the research he's been doing. That's
1: right. And we've got more Mixed Shots in just a moment.
2: (laughs) Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy
1: by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him, it projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys.
0: Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United, United Ag, Ag & Turf, Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and & Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit
1: unitedagandturf.com. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor.
2: New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I
1: do deserve that.
2: You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere.
0: K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys, from corporate homes to your home. Have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, www.kpostcompany.com. All right, Mickey, you got...
1: You got a legal pad. You got papers strewn all over the desk over there. Before we get into the uh, what's going on in these playoffs, is there anything else that you would like to bring up that's on your pad? I've there?
0: got so much stuff here.
1: If not, we'll proceed on. Okay, well, go ahead.
0: Let's do this. And I went back, you know, and everybody is so distraught. Over the Cowboys' loss. I'm right? still feeling it, I ain't gonna lie. And because they went 12 and 5, <laughs> yeah. won the division. Well, when you go back and look at it, the Cowboys' half of those victories were against the NFC East, uh, helping them to a 10 and 2 NFC record. The only conference losses were to Tampa Bay and Arizona. Mm-hmm. What do they have in common there? Both playoff teams, correct? Uh the Cowboys, when playing teams with winning records, went five and four, but two of those were over the Eagles. And we saw what the Eagles were in their first round
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh of the play- playoffs. We and, also saw
1: what the Cardinals were in
0: their yeah, first round. Yeah, playoffs, and yeah. and the Eagles didn't play that last basically that last which they probably should have, right? Uh so they went seven and one against all the other teams Denver was the only team with a losing record to 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 uh, to beat them or that's the only one they lost to uh, and when it came to games against eventual playoffs teams they finished three and four and two of them were against the Eagles mm-hmm. and the only one they beat was New England and we saw what happened to them uh, in the playoffs um, and in the regular season losses, in three of them, the Cowboys gave up 30-something in each game. 31 to Tampa Bay, 30 to Denver, and 36 in overtime to Las Vegas. And in those games, they got beat, but they ended up scoring 29 on Thanksgiving against the Raiders in 33 uh, uh No, 29 against Tampa Bay Mm -hmm. and 33 on Thanksgiving to the Raiders. So we saw a pattern of what took place in that playoff game. The other pattern we saw were in the games that they got beat, they didn't rush for more than 82 yards. And what happened in the playoff game? They had trouble running the football. Uh, And also... Uh, the majority of their takeaways were against teams that had losing records. So, I know we're all shocked at what happened, but I think we ignored the facts on some of the stats that really stuck out uh, in in the game. Uh, and when I when I was talking about the running uh, in in the 12 wins, the Cowboys rushed for at least 108 yards in 11 of those. The only one they didn't uh, was the uh DAC-less game against Minnesota. They ran for 78. Uh, San Francisco, by the way, ran for 167 yards. In the five losses, Tampa Bay, Denver, Kansas City, Vegas, and Arizona, um, the, the the team's... Uh, rushed for, oh, where is it at, regular season, ran for at least 120 yards against the Cowboys. So what happened in the playoff game? They got run on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you look at, if if you just look at all that stuff, it's like, yeah, it was shocking they got beat, but
2: I think we ignored some of the warning signs out there. No, we didn't, Spags. Not in this room we didn't. Mm-hmm. Not in this room we did You've given us more than enough information to where we could see this coming. You know, we tried our best to give, you know, some type of encouragement, you know, some type of light at the end of the tunnel type of thing. But that's not the way it, it was in this room. We always felt that there were going to be issues. Every time that we start to lose the game, I think it's because our youth defensively that stops us or prevents us from making good adjustments. Once we go off the rails defensively, I think our youth does not allow us to make those adjustments. And we kind of panic mentally. We lose our poise. There's no more structure in what we're doing. That comes from a lack of youth. And That's something that the coaches, Quinn, is going to have to work on as they get older. You have to depend on your more experienced guys, put them in position to make plays during those blowouts to where we can't stop anyone. And then we end up, of course, with the same pattern of a comeback. And we have to make a comeback, and the comeback is very difficult because we can't run the ball, which is the reason that we're in the position that we are in the first place. So now you've got your offense trying to get down the field, hurry up, no huddle. is the only thing that we have at our disposal when you cannot run the ball. So the pattern was there. We saw it every time. It was mentioned on this show more than once. So that's just a weakness that we had to live with last year. Uh, We're going to have to continue. To live with that weakness as we go further on in the future. See, and I think you have to
0: take into account, it's like, did teams gang up on the run and the Cowboys couldn't exploit it? According to the ex- 49ers, they did. Exploit it with throwing the ball against basically cover two? Or is the design of the runs not what it needed to be? Or the offensive line played well in wins and they didn't play so well in losses. hmm and they didn't play well in that playoff game, they did right? Not. And, and and so I, I just think there's got to be a big circle on that offensive is. line right
2: now. I agree with that. Yes, and it's, you can't get past the Spags. It is what it is. We you know we we try to always offer a reason for it. We always try to offer some type of solutions, but that that has nothing to do with what they're thinking on the field. Yeah, you know it sounds good for us to sit up here and say, well, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. At this point. They are what they are, and we started to always realize that because we were always happy about the the. I think our most, our best moment in this in this room was when we beat uh, when we beat the Patriots. You remember that, right? Uh-huh. We were so happy about how you know they had they had won in, in in Boston for a minute and all that kind of stuff. So you you we had those moments, but they were very inconsistent. They weren't consistent, they right? Were very inconsistent. And they and talking about those takeaways, so they
0: finished tied for first turnover differential. Uh, with a plus 14, uh, but in the in the uh, five losses, they were minus one in takeaways, and in that playoff game, it was zero one. And one and, and, and let, each. let's
2: let's let's also realize what it is. We are extremely undisciplined. So wow. our youth keeps coming; it keeps popping its head up. Our inexperience keeps popping its head up. There are games and, and moments in in the games where. We can fuss about all our shortcomings, but if we would have just not committed that big penalty on third down, not committed that big penalty on a huge run that us in position for a field goal, not committed that penalty when we're trying to get out of the, the end zone area, and now you're putting us back further because of a holding call. We are an extremely undisciplined team when it comes to penalties, and I don't know who to look to for that. You look to your head coach, of course, but if I'm looking at my offensive line, then what is my old line coach teaching them? You know, what, what kind of shortcomings is he dealing with that they cannot overcome because those penalties put us in the hole that we're in now? And let's just be real. The penalties are the reason we're not playing right now.
0: And as Everson's pointing out, the Cowboys led the league in penalties. I
2: never thought I'd hear that. Right? Have we led that?
0: the <laughs> league in penalties. <laughs> and what that? happened in the playoff game? 14.
2: 14. So we are what we are. We are what we are. Oh, Denny Green.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know if eighth well, we I don't know if we have time to do this, but uh, we were talking before we we started the show about how uh, the Rams were able to get to the ball and spike it with four seconds. Oh yeah, go. that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So is. Is so here 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 here's basically what happened. Uh, if it wasn't for the back judge in that Rams game, uh, 13-year veteran, Todd Prukop. They would have never got that 49-yard field goal off to win the game. The Rams were at their own 44-yard line, snapping the ball with 28 seconds remaining. Stafford completed the pass to Cup for 44 yards, 44 yards to the Tampa Bay 12. When Cup went down, I was watching on the replay, There were 21 seconds left uh, uh, in, in the games, and the Rams were out of timeout. So with the clock running, here are the Rams making a mad dash for 44 yards, right? Offensive lineman, to try right? to get there to <laughs> yeah, stop the clock. That's, that's where, that's, that's, what what where yard,
1: that's, that, that's where the 40 yard that's <laughs> where the 40 yard time time comes in. For, yeah, that's right. When, when they for go that go, to, combine. go to the oh, combine all those this week. And uh, that, the that's camp. the one yeah. time that it matters that an offensive lineman can run a five flat full. You have to
2: form together. Okay, keep it together, guys. Come so on, they
0: man. were able to they got there, got set and and spiked the ball. And five seconds, so there was four seconds it took left.
2: Five, it took
0: that long? Five seconds. That's when they got. he made sure everybody was—they yeah, exactly. got to the ball with eight, and yeah. he just made sure everybody was set. And then the last guy from Tampa Bay came diving, diving across over the line, <laughs> so he wasn't off sides. So, uh, so basically, they got it spiked. The Cowboys, if we look at the last ending, the ending of the San Francisco game, the Cowboys were on the San Francisco 41. Uh, Quarterback draw with 14 seconds to go. Dak sliding in at the 24 uh, for just a 17-yard gain. And when he slid, there were nine seconds left, right? And I I went back and looked at it. and, And so Tony Romo's yelling, find the ump, find the ump. And, and it was like, well, Tony, guess what? The ump wasn't there. He, was right? he didn't show up to like two seconds left. And it's only 17 yards, man. And, and he didn't have that far to go. Well, here's the difference. The umpire in the Cowboys game was coming from 28 yards away. When Cooper Cup went down, the guy closest to the ball was the back judge. And the back judge spotted the ball. So the ball had already been spotted
2: with like 15 seconds to go uh, in the game. You know that's because they realized a mistake was made in our game. I wonder if they looked at they it have and, I, and I was talking bags.
0: I was talking with an official um, college guy and and he basically pointed out that if if the ball is close enough to the back judge, he, he, can, he spot can spot it. it. The back judge in the Cowboys game was standing on the goal line. 24. Uh, 24 so he was expecting a hail two-way. mary, I guess, mm-hmm. right? And he didn't move. And in this game, he
1: was expecting what Everybody else in the stadium was I mean, expecting a throw to the end but that's zone. That's not
2: his job. <laughs> Is he going to defend it?
1: No, but he's got to be back there too. He can't
2: defend it. No, know, but he's got to. He he's
1: got to call he, pass interference or whatever. But he had can
2: get back there once a ball yeah. snap. I mean, yeah. he could have
0: ran up right. And, and the guys well, on the gonna side. Well, you're
1: going to be behind are, the, the, yeah, defenders. Right, the defenders. The exactly. defenders are at the goal line.
0: But my, my point is the, the back judge, when you were looking for the more. am I trying to be a smart aleck, the most invaluable guy for, for the Rams was that Prukop because he spotted the ball and then backed up to where he needed to go because that umpire, yeah, that's what he saying. wasn't going to get he can there. He could
2: spot it and then back up. And they need
0: he? to change that rule. Because they changed it previously when they did move the umpire behind the offense. In the last five minutes of the game, they put him back behind the defense knowing mm-hmm. there could be hurry-up situations, right? And then they changed that and said, no, you're back there all the time. There's a safety. Yeah, this is all the things for that safety you have to know. And so
2: I would imagine it's so easy proposal. for the bad judge to spot the ball is because he's, he knows he's going to spike it, and he'll have time right. after the timeout yeah, to go after, back to a, the end zone. A, he, but with the Hail Mary, like you were saying, everybody's looking for the Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm not running up there to spot the ball because i got to be back here. Mm-hmm. Then right? the play
1: didn't come to right. him as far. Because, right. Yeah.
0: Right. But had they spiked the ball in time, then he could have backed up for the Hail Mary. Right? So anyway... I I just I I noticed it when I watched the game. I said, "Look how far they went in that little bit of
2: time." They need bigger reporters. To go in and talk trash, to <laughs> y'all are scared. I wish I was right. a reporter. You I'm, ought to be the pool I'm reporter. Like, I know you guys talk to the guys in Dallas, so that's why you guys fix things up for us for this particular game and <laughs> got everything ready for it. Because I know y'all talked about it. I want an answer right now, and that's what I'd be standing up there waiting on. We
0: we'll have to talk to the Pro Football Writers Association and just nominate. Uh, man, let's soon. get in yeah. there To be what the pool reporter. They, yeah. they're,
2: they're punking y'all, man. Y'all go in there.
0: Yeah, like,
2: look at these little guys. Y'all in all sheepish. Like, uh can I have an answer? Man get out of here man. Tell me what's Can going I on. ask you one more question? No, Please you're sir. Good. <laughs> May I have some more.
1: Uh by the way there's a re- there are reports out there CD Lamb's going to be added to the pro bowl
0: hey, roster. There oh, you go baby. There another Glimpse of sunlight. Yeah, I, uh-huh. <laughs>
2: yeah, I yep. think when we go outside, if the sun just might right, be- so
1: we are going to convene.
2: And on- by the
0: way, oh. uh, also that took place in, in this last week. Randy Gregory had his knee scoped; mm-hmm. he had some loose bodies in there or mm-hmm. something. They cleaned up, so cool. Cool. he should be ready for the start of, of uh, the off season. Yeah,
1: and what's his contract status?
0: He is a free agent. Unrestricted free mm. Unrestricted. agent. Unrestricted. That's right. Just like, and Unrestricted. that Probably mm-hmm. should take up a segment of our yep.
1: next and show, And right? so in our next show. Yeah. Which will be? Monday. Monday. Yes, at 1130. We're switching out next it's week. 1130, so Spags. Monday. So we'll be wrapping
2: 1130. up. 1130. Don't show up early, Spags. So
1: it'll be our first <laughs> opportunity to talk about uh, the Super Bowl matchup, and which will be who will be playing in the Super Bowl.
2: I think the Rams are going to be in the Super Bowl. Against, I think the Rams are going to go against Kansas City.
1: Okay, Rams Chiefs yeah. there. What do you got? I'm
2: going to take the Niners and the Chiefs.
1: And I'm going to take the Niners and the Chiefs too.
0: They got something going. I think. Uh, you think they scare the Rams? Something about it. I don't, t- I don't think they're going to scare them twice or three times. Did you see what they're doing at SoFi? They they uh, the Rams. If you're trying to buy a ticket.
2: Man, is that messed up? What Can do they do? Off of that? their
0: off of their website? Yes. I mean the secondary market do what you want. Okay, okay, okay. But off of the Rams, uh, ticket office. Se- They're checking zip office. codes, man. They're checking zip codes in if It's not in the L.A. vicinity. Because like, uh, yeah, there's
1: no Niner fans that live in L.A.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. right. Because that's right. what happened, right? Right. It wasn't like they all traveled to right. San right. Francisco. But they
2: do travel well.
1: No, but yeah. they
0: still, they live there. Right. Just like they lived here. Mm-hmm. All these people come in here with their all their money selling their houses and buying houses here, <laughs> twice the size for the same amount. They get Two lots. Yeah, that's why they were all here. But that really didn't make much of a difference. Although I did see some red in Green Bay, mm. they actually my, made it. B-
2: my, my, my business partner made the trip. The yep. one that was bugging the heck out of me in, in the wow. sweet at the Cowboys, I'll tell game. you he what, made, that was a bucket list thing for him. I was going to say go
1: freeze to death. He, no, he, well, he
2: had a sweet ticket. Thank it, okay. But if thank you goodness. had a
0: bucket list to go see a game in Green Bay and wanted to see what Green Bay was, why would you got cold here? weather and you got snow.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: and they got the win. Why why would
1: anyone have that on their bucket list? Because
0: they saw the ice bowl, and they said, well, that was cool, unless you had to play (laughs) in the darn game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that does it for this edition of Mix Shots, and we will be back at you on Monday. It will not only be your first chance to hear about the Super Bowl matchup, it will be your first chance to... Talk about the Senior Bowl as well, which gets oh, underway next week. All also, right. all right. So we'll chat at you again on Monday here on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
2: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!